Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16. I'm Strange Kirk. And I'm Strange Handy. Awesome. So let's do a little bit of a recap with what's going on in 34. The war between IMM and Bold slash MBD is still going on. I haven't heard any updates on any kind of diplomacy talks. So that's still going. There was another war that brewed, brewed out since our last podcast. It involved Dead, Dread, and Phoenix against Mill and AVG. However, that has been temporarily suspended until the Mill Admiral and the Dread Admiral come back from wherever they are and work things out. So that might have lasted for about a day or so, then it simmered down. Speaking of peace agreements, Chef has been on the phone with tons of admirals of his uh, red dot alliances. Um, I don't know them all, but apparently he's he's had some very positive reactions with parts of the servers, so you can expect him to start hitting a lot less alliances. He and Grazi will come on the show at some point in time to talk about how they got back talking after Chef blocked him at some point. Um, in any case, we're going to pivot away from 34 and meet up with some of our friends from Server 12. So I want to say hello to everybody that's here. Bird from Server 12, how you doing? Fine, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty well. Lexi, thank you for joining us. Morning. Jansen's back with us. He hasn't been here since we did the Discovery podcast. Jansen, how you been? Good, good. How are, how's everyone doing? We're good, man. And finally, last but certainly not least, we have a pirate here, Dread Pirate Riker. How you doing, buddy? Creamy blessings to you, sir. God, so formal. All right, guys. So today I want to talk about your server. And what I want to get into is some of your server dynamics, since you guys are technically a different universe, and every server is a different universe. So I want everybody to kind of learn about who you guys are, what you have going on, what kind of your rules or engagement are, some of the conflicts you've had, and, and how you've resolved them. But before we start, I do want to uh, acknowledge a few things. Uh, I know a couple of members on your server had uh, either the... The player pass away or had um, a relative pass away, and I just want to you know, send out my condolences to, I believe it was a DT and Wolf. Is that right, guys? Yes. All right. I hope you guys are doing okay. And it's never fun when, when somebody leaves us, whether it be the game or real life. So I hope everybody's staying strong for that. Um, okay. So Lexi was kind enough to give me a, a breakdown of uh, – kind of what's what's been going on there uh, on server 12 and i'm gonna butcher some names but uh, i want to start off with uh, the territories that you guys have and according to lexi there's two coalitions that uh, i guess don't really like one another the first one is ufs dt dm jm borg nice cqt and ngo um, and then the other one is f U-T-R, S-Y-N, A-O-D, Z-R-O, star, another Z-R-O, R-O-N-N, T-N-Z, hugs, crit, UFO, and axe. Did I miss anything? 
That pretty much sums it up. Okay. So I, uh, I want to know what is, is there a philosophical divide between these two alliances or are people just like, you're on my team. You're on my team. It really depends on, on who you talk to, because I think the, the issue I see is there's a couple of bad seeds on both sides. I'd agree with that. Bad seeds being, uh, so Jansen, you're talking about bad seeds just in, are they scattered among the alliances or are they just part of certain alliances? They're scattered. <laughs> DT. <laughs> oh, future. Wow. You guys, you guys really start name dropping right away, don't you? Oh yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of break it down. Future the... <clears throat> guys, calm down, calm down. Um, why don't we go through a little bit of of kind of uh, what alliances you are part of, uh, your power levels, and um, you know just a little bit about you guys. So we'll we'll start with Bird, then we'll go Lexi, then Jansen, then Riker. Um, I'm in DMJM. I used to run the Borg Alliance. Give me a I used to run the Borg Alliance. Um wanted something a little different. So uh, DMJM is an offshoot of the Borg. And honestly, we or we merged a few alliances together to uh got rid of a lot of inactives. And we pushed up last time I saw we were eight or nine. On the power board, and um, but right now we range. We've got a couple of forties. A lot of our players are mid thirties, and we have a few uh, under thirty. And what level are you? Thirty-seven. Right on. Very cool. Oh, that I guess that's what the thirty-seven in your name is for. Makes sense. Yeah, most a lot of us, uh, at least on our side, what we did when we were setting up our discords, we put our uh, power level on, okay. right beside our name to to kind of help each other out. So that way, we we could when somebody started asking a question, we could uh, kind of give them advice at, at to what they you know give them advice that actually pertains to their level. Excellent, Lexi. Yes, I am with AOD. I've been with AOD since the beginning, apart from the starter alliance. Um, we're very much a pirating, like to raid people kind of alliance. Uh, it's power number five, and I'm level 28. Awesome. Jansen, please grace us. Well, that's an interesting topic. So I was with AOD for probably about, I want to say about six to nine months. And the Admiral irritated me for the last time. So the day that they were going to defend against DMJM, I dropped tags, joined DMJM just to show up and irritate the Admiral. So now I'm with DMJM. 
<laughs> it does sound like you, actually. <laughs> totally. This isn't the first time that Jansen's been in alliance with me. We went to a, we went on a war. It was right after this whole ZRO thing got posted on YouTube. Uh, about two weeks later, he asked. Oh, well, it's been a little longer than that. It gave him a little time to kind of cool off. And uh, Jansen sent me a message back when I was out of on board. And, um, hey, can I join your alliance? I'm, sure, you know. Well, we ended up going to war over it because ZRO was pissed. And uh, that, that's funny. All right, so uh, Dread Pirate Record, go ahead. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I think Dread Pirate Riker went over to war because somebody called him a pineapple lover. There's more philosophical difference what belongs on pizza and what doesn't, and pineapple needs to be cleansed by fire. Dude, you're a pineapple closet lover, dude. Just, just Go come ahead. on. Um, so, uh, level 37, I'm in star, uh, about 12 million in power. I think star is like 10, 10, 11, 12 in power overall. I'm not sure right off the top of my head. Um, and I was in future, had a philosophical difference with them, so I left, went on a walkabout for a bit, spent some time with Lexi, spent some time with Bird, and ultimately sat with Star, and I was with Jansen for quite a while. Pir- pirating your way the Yarmy D. Handy. Technical difficulties. What's up? Is this is this what it's like to feel kind of kind of powerful? I'm like the second most powerful person in this room. I'm really I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I'm shocked at how much more powerful our server is as far as players go. It's very interesting to me. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what makes a server shoot up in power, like it, what makes its players shoot up in power more so than other servers. I'm trying to s- figure out what the difference is. It's called money, first of all. Well, not only that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think that people are only going to shoot up as fast as the people around them because it's in response to, right? So if they don't have a whole bunch of whales on their server, then, you know, it's, everybody's going to probably take it at a slower pace. I am just curious for the, for those of you in 12, what, uh, like how many level fifties do you have in your, in your server? Zero. None. What is the oh, highest wow. level person there? 49. Both uh, days is 49. I think Death Apprentice is 49 now, too. <clears throat> also, I think Tech's having some technical difficulties. So, Tech, while you're getting that sorted out, I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and keep this uh, going here. Yeah, I was just, I'm just curious. Uh, so that means nobody in that server has an end A or, or anything like that. Um, it, is, it is pretty interesting to to see that and handy to the point that you were making earlier if i'm not mistaken we're one of the most powerful servers uh, out of all of them 
I've heard that before, but I've never actually seen like a comparison, you know. So I've just it, it in my mind it's just kind of a rumor. I don't know, you know, how true it is or whatnot. A lot of what you see in twelve is people who don't want to spend money. Well, stuff. there is, I think, before anybody gets to fifty, I think uh, Jay's will be the first one. The dude spends like an obscene amount of money, um, and good guy. He's just kind of off his rocker sometimes. You know, he just he gets too sometimes emotional on certain things. Well, I mean, to put it in perspective, we have I think. Six, seven, eight level 50s now, or something like that. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, and there's got to be at least what about that many at level 49, even more at 48. Well, to, to put it in perspective, I mean, I'm level 41 and I'm considered like the upper echelon of the middle of the road group. So, We've got a lot in their mid forties and early forties that are starting to get up there. I feel like tech is having some hella difficulties here. It looks that way. I'm not sure what's going on, but he can't speak at the moment. It's probably we can blame it on the server administrator. I'm pretty sure it's his fault. <laughs> it's voters' fault. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and throw this question out for whoever wants to talk first um, about how for for the other people listening about how old is your server, give or take, from launch. And yeah, the, have you all been playing since launch? Are you all you know? Did you all kind of start at the same time? I started yeah at launch right about uh, I think. It, downloaded a few ga- few days to a week after it launched. Which must be why you are all on server 12. Because I, I got to assume that the servers in general probably go in some kind of numerical order, right? Scopely math. Well, I mean, unless you, unless you talk about, you look at Amergen... I think he's on like 190, and he's been around since like beta days. Well, I think the 190, I think the 190 is a beta server or something, though, right? No, no, 190 was a mer- They merged the uh, the first two original servers. That was 190. Okay, Tech, you're back. Go go ahead. I, I know you had a kind of a line of questioning lined up. I was just trying to keep the keep the conversation moving. I actually just joined two years ago, so I was about five or six months behind watch. Cool. Uh, so what I wanted to get into was, you know, the uh, you guys were having a discussion between level 50s and, you know, between the servers and stuff. So um, the difference, aside from uh, Mr. Kirk's correct assessment of money, there's also a difference in your rules of engagement. Now, I've, I've uh, seen enough chats to to utilize the same phrase that somebody used that you guys or server 12 is called the care bear server. And whoever wants to jump in, can you elaborate what your rules of engagement are? Do we have enough time? 
before you do anything, you have to file a TPS report. I think just the bare, like a bare bones kind of, you know, a general rule, like, for example, like server, you know, server 34 ROE, you know, OPL, blah, 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 you know, just kind of in a, in a term that everybody can understand across the board. Well, I can, server, I know. can, I can speak to it because I generally know what common ROEs are and ours are, ours is very different, such as <clears throat> there is no hitting warships that are free in open space. There's no hitting Franklin's in Franklin space. There's no hitting Bedars in Borg space. Um, those are all sitting at protected amounts. If a warship is holding a node, you have to send a warning. 30 minutes later, you can blow it up. You cannot blow it up before any of that. Um, Lexi is the ROE expert, but we have put in a lot of protections, which I firmly believe has restricted the competition and restricted the spending on our server. I, I can't help but agree with you, <laughs> honestly. 30 minutes to wait to blow somebody up that's sitting on a node, hogging a node. I mean... Jesus, look, look, look. You don't, you don't want to know the amount of discussion that it took to get to that. Why? Because people wanted to protect warships on nodes? Exactly. Don't like it. People don't like their ships getting blown up, and it just... It, but this oh, is a PvP game. Do they not understand that? From my recollection, when it went into place, it was because deep space had just been opened up and people couldn't get all their ships up there, so they would need a warship to go and switch out the node. And it would take roughly 15 minutes, depending on where they were at, to get that warship up there and switch out their miners. So they came up with 30 minutes. So that being said, what about uh, specific nodes? Can you put any miner on any node and you can't touch it for any reason? If they are OTL or zero. We lost you there. If they're OTL or zero node, we you, zero node, you have to give a two-minute warning. OTL is fair game. But you can use any ship, right? So, for example, I could take uh, a Botany Bay with a PvP crew and put it on a G3 node and let it go, right? That, yes. Yeah, that's that's one of the things Riker, I know for a fact, hasn't had an issue with. I mean, I have. I don't like it either. I, I'm slow mining is stupid as fuck. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, we've actually put rules in place against slow mining. If somebody's blatantly hogging a node and slow mining it just so when they wake up in the morning it's still theirs and it never went, you know, OPL, then we've basically allowed people to go ahead and kill those people. I mean, we let people get hit OPL in, dark, in deep space now, so, I mean... <laughs> Well, I guess I guess their thought process to it, and um, Jansen and Lexi pop in on this. I, the thought process was to supposedly allow the lower level players to be able to uh, get enough material so they could. Yeah, I mean, so we have 
we have a lot of people that that don't spend on the game and that whole pvp part is great if you're a massive spending on the game and you have those repairs and you have those resources so a lot of this i mean as, as it came down to it came down to the discussion and a vote we just have a lot of farmers on our server but that discussion has really dwindled down with territory space because within territory space an alliance can do whatever it want with its nodes the only thing that's free game in there that won't really result in a war are base raids and otls you can't dictate um zero nodes or anything in an alliance yeah and territory is a free game i mean if somebody parks a ship in there and it's not your territory uh your alliance and your coalition members are allowed to hit uh, hit those ships. That's pretty. I think I feel like that's pretty universal. Just talking to people from other servers as well. We do the same thing. I mean, it, we'll do a lot of people OPL hunt, but yeah, you can't hit anybody on the zero node because there's no point because you can't take it. Um, if you show up, no matter what the ship is, even if you're just scouting around for whatever reason, we'll blow you up. So I feel like that's pretty universal in TC. We had a guy, uh, Death Apprentice, pull that crap. Uh, the two two minute warning crap, zero node. Um, on our server, just and boy, it pissed me off. But of course, he got out of it. Wait, so just for my notification, he did the the two minute warning on the zero nodes in territory space, or what? yes, in territory yeah, space. Yeah, we yeah we we've we had to iron those out because in the beginning, people were doing that, you know, and saying, oh, it's not. It's not row, or it's not against row to clear a zero node, but since you can't get it anyway, it's just it was blowing up specifically. It was it was, well, it was not specifically. That's how he got got around it because it wasn't specifically in there. But the way we put it, castle rules do not apply to uh, our our separate is a separate rule set compared to our uh, outside ROE that uh, pertains to regular space. I like that term. I'm going to steal a bird. I'm going to steal that term. Castle rules. Bitch, my castle, my rules. Get the fuck out. <laughs> it's stated that it supersedes all other ROE when in the Um. Alright, and then uh, Jansen, uh, I know you did some rules, but there was this one rule that uh, I'm sure Dread Pirate Riker is just going to roll his eyes. So his bird is the whole, you can't defend your own base rule. And that is if somebody's raiding you, you can only bubble or have somebody else from your alliance or somebody else help defend the base. You can't repair your own ships. You can't play possum. What's up with that? Well, I mean, you can play possum, but once you're bubbled, that raid is over. It it had to do, I think, a lot with people trying to skirt around the rules. It's those same bad seeds trying to... It, it would happen where a base would be in a system full of nodes. And so those bad seeds would be like, hey, this is my chance to DK every single miner under this tag. Or maybe even under this coalition. So our our rules don't come out of a place of stupidity. It's just... The stupid players are making the rules more confining because they're ass hattery. Yeah, and I'm, that... I'm, 
I've okay. I've put something through. I put something through waiting on certain people to get the committees together. But uh, I'm trying to work that back into where you take the ass hattery out of it and allow the player, if he wants to fight, let him fight against them. But we can contain to a certain area of space. But I I just I don't know what that means between because there are two different points now. There's one where somebody's rating you. you again. I've done this before where I let somebody who can't one-shot me get down to a certain point until they can send their miner in, and then I repair and blow their miner up. I'm assuming that's the point where you either have to bubble or you have to have somebody defend you. But to Jansen's point, I, I don't understand why you're um, – you know you call it DK and we call it dry hitting. Why a base in a system – where you can kill all the other ships as a as a base rate. I don't. Can you help me understand that? Well, the thought so, process. This, this is the where you, where's your bubble rule? Because there was this particular player who sat in Raider for the longest while, <clears throat> and every time, and he refused the bubble because the guy's on twenty four seven. So he would anytime anybody would tap his base, he would take that tag, whoever tapped him. And he would run through Raider, and he would blow up every single miner uh, on, the, on that tag. People just minding their own business, mining ore. He would go through Raider, and he would blow them all up. And so eventually, after this happened probably three or four times, we had to make this rule where, you know, if you, you know, if, if, you, if your base gets tagged, you either bubble up or you take the hit. So why would then he would re- he would retaliate by by? DKing or dry hitting ships if his base was tagged? That yep. doesn't seem every right. single time. Well, I, I I don't get it. Then where's the incentive for him to follow that rule? If if that's a rule, well, here let me ask this: Is there a rule against blowing up miners on nodes? Yeah, the, these were these were miners that were not over the protected limit, and they were not zero nodes. So it's just people minding their own business. So he's breaking that rule. So why make a rule, another rule, to try and keep him from breaking another rule? You're just making a rule to keep him from breaking another rule he's already breaking. So what's to keep him from breaking both rules? Um, welcome to basically welcome the entire server, server. <laughs> the entire server putting him on KOS. What I mean is, is. The second rule wasn't needed. That's yeah, all. So, like what Andy's saying, like he's already dry hitting people, which is which is a rule violation, right? So at this point, I'm kind of curious as to like, to me, I'm, okay. I'm, look, okay. I'm, I'm looking I at see. it like if 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 I you know if I step on somebody's foot, then people are like banning all shoes. Like I know it sounds extreme, but it's like it, it is extreme in my opinion, and I think in our opinion, it's kind of. It, it seems a little wonky to us. This comes back um, from early in the server day. Um, some alliances had their own ROE where uh, if we're defending a base, that means... Lost you again. Some people Too many were... pineapples clogging the connection. Some people know it's this whole push-to-talk crap. Some people were um, 
were clearing out that they believe were using the nodes to hide their miners to raid the base. So that's where part of that comes from. We clear out uh, we clear out the whole system of uh, certain tags. The rating okay. tag. That makes that makes a lot more sense then. So essentially a particular alliance is raiding a base and they'll they'll run and sit on a on a node and say, Oh, you can't touch me. Pretty much. And I mean yeah. they'd sit and they'd sit and wait basically their turn or wait for the bubble to drop. Well, I, I would argue that they're, 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 the way we do it on our server is we call those people, they're part of an active raid. So if they, if, if they come into the system, hop on a node right next to the base, and then as soon as it's their turn, they go in for a scoop off the node. That doesn't mean they're protected when they're on the node. It's very obvious to everybody that they're part of a raid. So that being said, they're okay to kill, even if they're on a node. So basically what was happening was, so basically what was happening was people would basically be lying assholes. You know, they would sit on the node and then when they'd get blown up, knowing that they were a part of a raid, they would play stupid and be like, oh, I was just mining. What are you doing? Bingo. Yeah, okay, that it, it still to me it still seems pretty extreme, but I can follow that logic and I can I can definitely understand why that was the case. Yeah, we had that happen, we've had that happen, um, and then uh, you know some people whined about it and but we just kind of called them out on it and we're like, uh, I guess don't mine in systems that your teammates might raid in. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, sorry for you. Well, it's now- just. It's the simple thing. If you if your alliance is actively raiding a base in a system, and you're anywhere near that base, you're going to get blown up. It's just that simple. And as soon as somebody complains about it, we just let them know, hey, there was an active raid right next to you. That's why you got blown up. And if they don't understand that, then they're just being an asshole. So that certain player, did he restrict uh, blowing ships up in the system, or did he spill outside to other systems? No, just that system. And and well, we he's his name is now where's your bubble? But he used to be called Tap. The dude gets on my last freaking nerve, mainly because I've I've had to deal with him. I I gotta say I gotta agree with that dude. To be totally honest, I, I still like I understand the logic and I understand why you guys made those rules the way you did, but I, I still agree that it's going a little too far with the rules. The more rules you create, the more complication. The more, the more you um, create opportunities for arguments with the more rules you have. I can see both. I can see both sides of it. To be perfectly honest. Also, side note, Lexi, you have like some really, really hecka, hecka background noise going on there. Server twelve all went to the Johnny Cochran School of Law. Oh, it sounds like yeah, it. that's the truth. Man, if the miner does not fit, you must acquit. This <laughs> is Chewbacca. Chewbacca come from the planet Kashik. And that player actually will message me from time to time and say, hey, I have a Diplo question. What if this happens? And he's looking for 
gray spots, it seems, to where he can get around rules. Yeah, he he's he likes to look look at loopholes and try to uh, try to exploit those. We need to put we need to put this person we need to put put this person in touch with Chef so Chef can actually teach him how to play a good non ROE uh, game. Oh, he thinks he knows it all. So anything Chef tries to teach him, uh, Tax will say he did it better. What level is this person? Thirty nine, thirty, thirty eight, thirty nine, something like that, and his alt's twenty eight. Oh, I'm sure Chef could teach him quite a bit. I think he's he's our our resident full time non ROE person, but half the people love him. And I think at this point, I don't know, Handy, you, you may have seen it recently, but I think he's got like an eight or nine mil Kelvin or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gotten pretty powerful. He's definitely. Definitely a force to be reckoned with. There's not a ton of people that can stand up against him. Well, Tax will never be that guy in terms of people like him. And that's just being honest. If, if he tries anything like that, he will get put KOS in a heartbeat. And that's that's not even within from that's not even uh, coming from the other coalition. I mean, hell, our coalition is ready. Would do it in a heartbeat. I've got a question. So your coalition has about eight, ten alliances, something like that, um, from the list Tech read earlier. So I'm curious, if, if somebody messes with one alliance and they're being ridiculous, does the entire coalition set that person as KOS or that alliance? Or is it separated and still segregated by alliance? Like everybody handles their own business. Everybody handles their own business. Okay, yeah. That's how we do it, too. I was just curious if you you may have kind of made a super alliance in a way. Apparently, there has to be some sort of catastrophic event for all the, all the alliances to set somebody KOS. Well, that's the same thing with us. I mean, we're, we're allied with Nona. So for those of you, those of you in here that aren't um, aware... Um, Tech and I are part of the number two alliance, which is Dark, and Handy is one of the, the co-admirals, so to speak, of the number one alliance. And so we're allies, but as Tech said, something really bad would have to happen for Nona to jump into our shit and then vice versa. Right. It'd have to be a pretty big deal for us to get in each other's business. But I will say from the previous podcast that we've done, if you set one player, I mean, say like eight to ten alliances set one player KOS, it's going to be hard to stop that one person because he's that one person is going to have so many targets to hit. It's just going to be nonstop feeding frenzy of just hitting. Well, that's an, that's probably in any server. I mean, you get these one man alliances. I mean, look, if he's coming around, he's hitting his miners, he's hitting ships or whatever like that. I mean, all you can do is try to track him down, but I mean, what what are you really going to do against one player? I mean, here's the facts. Uh, This is a very social game, and we all play it for the social aspect. I mean, as far as anybody I've ever talked to has agreed that the reason they're attracted to this game and continue to play it is the social aspect and the friends they've made in the game and whatnot. Um... So for somebody to completely go solo forever, 
is is not easy to do for most people and and i think that's what keeps a lot of people from going out of control is knowing that it's going to be a very boring game by themselves what most what most are doing that once they get to KOS there's what two alliances that are like their admirals are really completely off their rockers is Paul Kila and Maverick from Seven. S V T H. And that dude, oh God. This dude, think, uh, don't get me started. Feel free. I'm getting you started. Total crackpot. The dude is nuttier than a fruitcake. How so? We need some examples, some juicy tidbits. Anybody who uh, uses an Abromulan ship is a communist. Uh, everybody else is a yellow uh, left Democrat. Um, let's see. What else? What else is yellow belly? Yellow bellied Romulan Ferengi hybrid. I mean, dude claims he's been in Starfleet for 30 years. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> No, I got. I got a feeling he's a larper. Oh my goodness! I wish we had somebody like that on our server. That would I be know, amazing. That would be so amazing. Oh god! And he's an admiral. There's people that actually follow him. Yep, yeah. I, I would put "follow" in quotation marks, though. How many people are in his alliance, and where's his power ranking as far as alliance level? Uh, and they're not very high. I want to say they're maybe twenty fifth or or something like that. Their power level is pretty minimal. Andy, I feel like I I want to just I want to be able to have like a day pass from Scopely where we can we can just pour it over into this server and just start messing with these people that they're talking about. Like I just want to I, I just want to rampage people's TC with my jelly just. I know. Oh, I would so love to bring my Newton in there and just go on a rampage or something. <laughs> That'd be great. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to see the galaxy chat um, conversation that he would probably have with himself about Romulan Ferengi communists. I guess. Oh uh, well, we kind of <laughs> Maverick doesn't get on GC very much anymore. Then private message the guy and be like, all right, t- tell me your theories about why uh, me using a Klingon ship is as bad as Cl- Caitlyn Jenner or something like that. I would literally I would literally start a Discord server dedicated to his bullshit, and I would just – I would egg him on and copy and paste all of it. Maverick's probably maxed block. out his block list. Exactly. He, he blocks everybody. Sounds very lonely. So how many people are in his alliance? 43. Holy crap. He convinced (laughs) 43 people to follow him? That's that's actually quite a bit. I know, right? Oh my god, that's a lot. I mean, there was another kind of crazy person out there who who was in charge of of an alliance called One. His name was Gal Resch. He's in AOD now. Shout out yeah, to she... Maverick. Maverick, we need you on the show. We want to interview you. Please come come to us. 
Yes, you should be our next guest. Absolutely. I don't know that Discord can handle that much stupid. No, I think it can handle it just fine. I don't think you. I don't think you realize just how ready it is. Very, very ready. <laughs> so the the other AOD guy, what's what's his deal? Oh, Galrish. Dude's yeah. just as, in my opinion, he's a little crackpot too. He he, his problem always. Everybody else in the server or in the higher alliances were nothing but bullies. Um, but the dude would get himself, he'd, he'd put his foot in his mouth every five minutes. And yet it was everybody else's problem, uh, fault. Oh, never mind. We already have, we already have a couple of those on our server. Uh, I, I have, I do have a question because I'm interested to hear this because we did cover this topic several months ago. Um, Lexi, uh, how are you getting on with the game as far as, do you receive any additional harassment unlike the rest of the guys? So, I feel like I'm not singled out at all. I know that there are a lot of women who play STFC and they have a lot of issues, but everyone in Server 12 to me is super respectful. And I couldn't tell you why unless it's just that I've been in Diplo for two years now and I've established myself, but nobody harasses me at all. We, we do. We've, we've, we've interviewed, um, we've had a couple of uh, female players on and we've just, just talking back and forth on some of the stuff that they, they have to deal with. I like to bring that to light. And I like to kind of put a spotlight on that and just let people know that this is there's a lot of this stuff that's going on, you know, that it needs to stop because uh, oftentimes it's overlooked. Because, I mean, let's face it, in the Star Trek universe, you know, probably eight or nine out of ten fans are guys. So, uh, yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Well, for the most part, I mean, a lot of our players are respectful. I'm not saying Lexi doesn't get it uh, or hasn't or any of the other females. But most most of our alliances, or at least the top alliances, um, if their leadership finds out about it, I mean, they're quick to say, hey, look, you know, leave them alone. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's not too surprising. I mean, usually, I mean typically the power players are going to crack down on bad behavior. You know, they take the game a little more seriously, et cetera, et cetera. Are you saying that the the whales are the server police, you horrible person? Absolutely not. We are not server police, nor will we ever be. We'll let the viewers decide, or the listeners, all three of them. Hey, we got four now. <laughs> no, that was no, that was that's just my mother. She finally subscribed. We'll call that three and a half. Hi, okay, guys. I want to jump into the history of some of uh, Server 12. And the, and the first thing I want to talk about is the one whose name you will not mention, but I will. Uh, Stilt Bon. <clears throat> um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he apparently was either um, 
you know, a, a developer or he was abusing Apple's return policy where he would buy a bunch of packs and then tell Apple it was fraudulent and get his money back and keep all the scopely virtual goods. And so yeah. he, went, he went on a huge power trip, I would assume, and like was, uh, uh, I, I guess he was at the time where he could still only be a level 39. Um, and yeah. I'm assuming his, his account is still banned or was banned or something. Yeah, so it's, it's I, completely wiped out. Okay. So I want to uh, kind of ask about those days. What was it like? Because he was like the server terrorizer, I guess. And uh, I know that uh, from Lexi that days help, helped kind of deal with him. So how did, how did those days kind of play out? What was he doing? And then what ultimately led to his demise, I guess? Those were dark days. Dark days indeed. Basically, I mean, he'd go around first dry kill, dirty hit, whatever you want to call it. He would hit anything and everything. He would also, like if you're out actively raiding, he'd come in and basically just steal your raid. And you couldn't do anything about it because at the time, he was the highest level player in the server. And, um, yeah, it was just, it, he was the definition of a server bully. You said douchebag wrong. Did he have specific targets? Like, were there alliances that he left alone and others that Everybody. he hounded? Everybody. I mean, there were some alliances, uh, some alliances tried to, get him to follow the ROE and stuff like that. But ultimately failed because it's just the dude was he was just off his rocker. Yeah, it sounds like he just wasn't interested in playing ball with anybody. He just wanted to do his own thing then. Because he, yeah. Alexi, you told me he, he, Alexi, you told me he went from like level 17 to like 37 and two max enterprises in like a week or something? No, he definitely leveled up quickly. I don't remember if it was 17 because I don't know if I was ever within his range. Back then, I think I was still like level 14. Yeah, his his rise in power was meteoric. He went from relatively new and then he very quickly outpaced pretty much everybody. That was kind of when we noticed Days' of spending went up, too. So your oh, yeah. theory about power and spending more money is very accurate. Right. So because of him being in the server, a lot of other people decided to start spending more, at least the people that had the disposable income to do so, started shooting up in power to combat, uh, combat him, right? Basically, um that's kind of how DT was formed because of Steel Bond. They were they wanted they wanted to form a large alliance. I mean, there were other other reasons, but they wanted to form a large alliance full of basically, if you call them whales, so to speak, just to deal with Steel Bond. Yeah. See, we've we've had a handful of people like that that play their own game. Um, one of them is Chef, although the difference is, is he's got, you know, he's a very 
nice guy and a good friend of mine. And he, he befriends, you know, probably half the server and the other half are his enemies, you know, people he doesn't agree with philosophically or people that have done him wrong. Those are the ones he goes after relentlessly and just blows everybody up, does what he wants. So we have somebody like that just probably with a few key differences, but it seems like the further our server comes along, the older it gets, the more of these people that are being brought into ROE and are now playing by the rules because they realize for the most part, they, they can't play their game in any fashion without getting along with everybody. So what, um, then facilitated kind of his ouster of the server, if you will. He did. He went on a, uh, a, a racist, sexist, misogynist, uh, religious rant in GC that basically, you know, just kind of shotgunned everybody with various epithets and uh, eventually that got him banned. I think he was looking to try to deactivate his account. I think he got bored with it finally, and that was his way out. Yeah, it's hard to believe that somebody would spew a bunch of garbage like that, not expecting to be banned, you know? I mean, we've had that in our GC. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a couple of people that do that, but they're just, I don't, I don't know. They always seem to come back. Actually, I think what what was going on with one guy is, is he went on a on a huge racist rant in GC, and I think he was just timing how long it would take him to get banned. And I think it was like eight hours or so of it just constantly just running his mouth in GC. And did he come back? I, I don't even remember this. I don't know. It was an alternate account, so I, I'm sure it was a, just a burner password. He was like a level four at the time or something. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, that was that was. Uh, so, I'm. Uh, did any rule changes come out of uh, come out of his presence, if you will? He didn't conform to any rules, so no, not really. All right. And the next guy who's still active is uh, is Joker from UFS. Um, Lex, he told me he went on a crusade of armadas. Um, and I, I don't know what that means. So if, if Lexi, you want to elaborate what that means and, and how rules were changed around that. Sorry, I'm multitasking with kids at the same time. Um, Joker felt that there needed to be rules about Armadas because if he didn't beat the Armada, he wanted the second chance to get to it. He went through and systematically declared war as a solo player against our uh, set amount, whatever his set amount of numbers was, different alliances, starting from like rank 25, moving up in the boards. Um, As far as rules that came out of it, he was able to get us to a point where if there is a damage shill or a damage hull on an armada, you have to take a screenshot of it show one minute passage of time and take another screenshot of it before you can start the armada. That's a lot of screenshots. Yeah, you people, have no idea. Uh, 
People on this server love their screenshots. I mean, does do you really need the proof, though? I mean, for the most part, I mean, if you have, you know, five, six people... Or like, on, this, or like, on this server, yeah, because you've got a few... And this is on both sides. You've got a few people that will uh, just just hound the subject and keep it going until until quote unquote proof is is brought forth. Again, Rikers Rikers comment about um, what I call pixel lawyers is is act is accurate because I mean if you get into the discussions, I'm telling you. It's like, in a way, being in court, having a court battle. Yeah, but the, even these people have to realize, take a step back and realize that this is just a game. And <laughs> You're <laughs> kidding, right? You know, I mean, I, I mean I, I, the people that take this game way too seriously on our server get a little bit of attention. But at a certain point, everybody stops listening. Because they're obviously doing the circular, you know, arguments and just arguing the same thing over and over again and being unconstructive and just not helping the situation, right? They're, they're blatantly creating strife. So those kind I mean, of I people... Think you just... Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. On our server, what we do is if you fail an armada, you're given you know, an unwritten rule. You're given a certain amount of time of starting another one. And then if somebody else does try to snipe it, it everybody's usually nowadays pretty cool about, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. I'll just let it go. Right. If it's not a written rule, it's just one of those unwritten rules we have. So, you know, nine, nine times out of ten, um, if, if an armada is failed, people will watch it for about 30 seconds or so, which is about all the time you need to click repair and start it again. If, if you're going about your life and you're not actively playing the game, then that's your fault. You can't come back after a fail two minutes later and be pissed because somebody ran it. That's your fault for not watching it. You know what I mean? Don't, don't say that to Law and Order at the STFC over here because Server 12, they do exactly that. That's ridiculous. It's uh, just ridiculous. That's the way it used to be with us. It was just like an unwritten rule. We didn't snipe armadas. And then with Joker's Crusade, it changed everything. I would encourage anybody playing this game um, with a similar situation as yours to to not let the 1% of the really loud people dictate the rules of your game. Because you got to realize that these people that yell the loudest and complain and complain and complain when something doesn't go their way, they only make up 1% or 2% of the population of the server. And there's no reason the other 98% should suffer with over-restrictive rules because of these few people that yell really loud. And yet here we are with the Armada rule where you have to screenshot before, screenshot after, screenshot in the middle, send a dick pic, all that fun stuff. 
which is ridiculous. I think we can all agree. Even the people that probably wrote that rule, they were just exasperated and were like, fine, we'll make a freaking rule. Shut up. Go away. Yeah, but I mean, in our server, when you look at you look at in our server, I mean, it's something that a lot of people get upset about. And <clears throat> believe me, I'm not part of this group of which I'm about to speak. Um, I'm, I'm not up there in power that much yet, <clears throat> but we generally always agree, so it's not a problem for me. But you know, in our server, the top few alliances basically dictate how the server is going to be run. And I understand it because these are the people, they're in those top alliances. Generally, the top alliances are going to be your spenders, the people who are investing into the game. So they're not going to be sometimers. They're not going to be casual players. So a lot of people will come forth, and we've seen it happen on our server, where they'll come forth with these these rules that they want to implement, and the rest of us in these big alliances go, oh, that's cool, and we pat them on the head, and we go, you, you go ahead and do that. We're not going to do that, and there's not really anything you can do about it at the end of the day, and we just go on about our day. So it sounds unfair, but you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of like there's a pecking order, right? So that's how it works. With us, it's slightly different. We do have the top like 25, maybe 30 that actually all vote on it. Not all alliances take the time and spend their vote because they don't get on Discord. But we all work together to create the rules. Part of the Armada one coming in is that there are alliances out there that didn't have the power to combat against Joker. He is like third or fourth in power in the server. And it was it was too difficult on them. They had went into and made agreements with him about Armada sniping and this is where we are now. Tech, why do I feel like why do I feel like every, every time she's meant well as she's talking about this, I'm just seeing Grand Admiral Key in my brain. Is every server's got one. I mean, and, and this is part of, you know, this is part of why I, I want to learn about, you know, 12 and other servers is that you see the similarities and you see the differences, you know. And uh, guys, the, 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 the guy that <clears throat> Kirk referred to is, a, you know, he's a level 50 on our server, Grand Admiral Key. He's a chill dude in real life. Um, but in the game, he's, a, he's kind of an aggressive player. He's more like one of those players are like, look, I'll follow your rules as long as you don't touch me. If you don't touch me, we're cool. If you start touching me, now I'm going to get pissed off and you're going to reap the repercussions of what I'm going to do to you. Um, that was that was his kind of rule. But, I mean, you know, it it, it seems that uh, the guys on 12 are more, I want to say litigious, mainly because there's less spending. So there's less players that could, you know, stand up to, like, uh, you know, Joker, if you will. So people have to come together to, you know, legislatively, I guess, rein in players instead of like forcefully. Whereas on our server, you know, we can have enough dudes where we could call, hey, you know, Kimo and uh, Inko and Key and uh, Handy, like, hey, you know, let's let's make sure that this guy, you know, knows who he is on the pecking order. Yeah, but I don't think it ever gets to that point on this server, on our server. Um on 34, typically just knowing that most of the top guys, I mean, your top 20 players, for the most part, we're all friends. We're all very respectful to each other, and we all talk, and, and yeah, that, we're, that's all very like, we're all very like-minded, 
typically. There's only one or two outliers. So it, it becomes very much easier to, you know, to kind of set set the tone for the server, I guess. You know, I mean, we play the way we play. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, see that and and want to kind of, you know, go with the group. You know, they want to get along and go with the group and, and not create problems for the most part. So that's what keeps a lot of the peace for us. Yeah, that's not happening at all. <laughs> All right, Riker, I want to get into your pineapple crusade against slow mining. I know you went on a on a on a gigantic uh, hitting spree of slow miners, like divorce on G3 nodes and stuff. Tell me about that. Uh this was pre territory, pre uh when Scopely did that massive node dump, however long that was ago. So at the time nodes were pretty scarce and people were just sitting on nodes with divorce and BBs with max protect crews and just sitting on nodes for eight, 10 hours when, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a massive waste of time and resources just so they can keep the node. Uh, and I had had enough of it lit- litigating through uh, law and order. STFC didn't go anywhere because everyone was like, don't tell me what to play. So, I took that same stance and said, don't, don't tell me how to play. So I went through and I started whacking uh, slow miners off of nodes. Didn't make a lot of friends. I bet, but I can agree that you were right. Slow mining is annoying and ridiculous, and they should all die miserably. I, I had plenty of support in private messages. Uh, publicly, I had like no support. So I did what I did for a few weeks, and then I set myself into exile for a while. Um, did anything come of it? Like, did, were you able to change any rules, or were you able to convince a few people to stop slow mining? <laughs> no. So you still have a bunch of sl- slow miners on your server? Oh, God, yeah. At any given time, if you look... Um, if you look at it at one system, probably I'd say 25 to 30% of the miners are either BBs or divorce. Yeah. I, I need a day pass. I need to fix this. <laughs> and, I think uh, anybody from our server will fix that. And uh, I, I, I'm like, usually I get part of my morning routine is I'll take a trip through the territories to, to relieve people of their over the protected limit cargo. And, and I see divorce and BBs on ISO, on G3, G4 nodes, and I just I can't fathom what is wrong with people. Now, I, I, I got to believe because of the relative lower level of the server that maybe a lot of these people don't have the appropriate ship or are Which... a lot of these people, they do have the appropriate ship. They're just choosing not to use them. That, that I would say it, even when, when I went on my little my little rampage, um, I limited it to I want to say it was over level thirty, over level twenty eight, because below that you don't have horizon. So the BB uh, or the Devore might legitimately be your best miner, even though it's not you know you're not using it for what it's intended. It's what you had, which 
you know, which is fine. That's why I restricted it above a certain level. But, you know, you got people that are way above that level that are still, I mean, to this day, they still do it because they're like, don't tell me what to do with my minor. Basically what they're doing with the minors now is you get these people who, um, who will hold the nodes so that way that they can be set up for mining Monday. Oh, God, don't get me started on Mining Monday. Let me tell you something. If you care about Mining Monday and you're that much into it, you need to go play a different fucking game. Oh, Jesus. We get guys guys get pissed off if you hit them. They're they're blatantly OTL or OPL, however however you want to coin the term. Anyway, they're blatantly overprotected limit. And then you pop them right before the mining event starts. And they just lose their shit. Because they're trying to get those points automatically right off the bat. Of course. Now, do these people realize that the rewards for this event are complete garbage? Doesn't matter. They don't care. It's yeah, you're you're taking away their points because we play Farmville in space. Right. Yeah, it's it's a matter of getting that uh getting the first place in the event. Which I could not give a dusty fuck about. And most people don't. But I understand it. I I get that people can play however they want. But if you're going to sit way over protected limit, then you better be sitting there with all your warships around your ships protecting it. Otherwise, I mean, over protected limit is over protected limit. You know, if if you're going to be... If, you, if you're going to put your valuables out on your front lawn, expect somebody to try and take it. Oh, that, that's a whole other topic of defending your miner, where people were trying, they were defending, but much like the defend your base rule, they were saying, well, my miner was over the protected limit, I was defending it. Well, we came to the conclusion that that was bullshit, and your two options are to not go OTL or warp out. Right, but I mean, if if somebody wants to sit there and protect their miner, I mean, if a warship comes and flies up to a miner and a warship sitting there and they get close, if they get blown up, I don't blame them. I mean, I don't have anything against people protecting their miner. That would be a DK on our server. That's interesting. So people aren't allowed to protect their ships? Well, the the thing is, is the way it was worded, that you cannot, you don't know their intent. That's right. The word that he's thrown around all the time is you don't know their intent. But it doesn't and matter. I mean, warships are fair game on our server. Warships are for war; they're fair game. I mean, the only thing that should really be protected are miners. If you find a way to like. You cut out what's up? If you can find a way to properly like document like this was happening, I can prove their intent, they were targeting me, then you can defend your minder, but otherwise people go all haywire and go on about not proving intent. Hey, Handy, if you run up on me with a gun while I'm watering my grass, I'm going to shoot you first. That's probably a good idea. I would say that you should. Well, again, 
remember, guys, this is the difference between the server universes, right? So in, on 12, they're more Law and Order SVU, or Criminal Intent, rather. And for mm, us, it's, it's more... you you had it you had it right the first time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Law and Order. You want SVU some free candy? I got some free candy for you, my Kumari. This is a terrible show. <laughs> are, are are you trying to be Herbert from Family Guy in space? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I I hope I got the some people... free Latinum in my before. I hope the people on your server listen to this and maybe think twice about some of these silly rules that they're forcing uh, everybody no. to follow. No, in fact, they'll they'll make more rules so that you can't change the rules. That's crazy. You know, all you would really have to do is get together with the other 98% that decide that this is all stupid and don't let the 2% of of these trolls out there dictate to you how you should play your game. As sad as that sounds, I mean, that's, that's a great idea, but most of the server likes it this way. So yeah. I don't believe that. There's no way. There's no way I don't believe it. They may feel like that. It may feel like that. But I think really people are just afraid to speak up because they think everybody else thinks the same thing. They, they not think lying. Look, everybody likes it like this. So they don't want to say anything. Look, I mean, ahead, people on this server look at it like baseball. Um, okay, if Shield's down, you're open game, right? A few alliances, I know. Our coalition has, but there's only three alliances we don't touch, basically. But the rest of our coalition, if they're spot cans, they're free game. Um, But there are a few that once they get raided, they just said they lose. Instead of looking and saying, hey, I could have prevented this myself by putting up a shield. But no, they want to blame the other people. Well, that's all about accountability, and you know. Ah, ding, ding, ding! He said the word accountability. I mean, hold yourself accountable. Don't blame other freaking people. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, look, that's why I, I call I, the I, server the Care Bear server. That, uh, that, and he's he's not wrong. Of course, I'm not wrong. Shut up, Parker. You like pineapples. Communist, <laughs> you guys. But I, I, I would think I, I would encourage you all here, and anybody listening, to start some conversations with your, with your respective power players, your, your people that are the movers and the shakers, the people that really get the attention of everybody, either based on personality, or power level or being the admiral of the top alliance, or whatever it is, you know, you're going to have those people that are very influential. Um, Maybe they're very charismatic. I don't know. But talk to those people and see if they agree with you that a lot of this is ridiculous. And then you just kind of spiderweb out from there and get people of like mind to stand up and say enough is enough. I got to say, I love the optimism of a first-year law student. Unfortunately, no. No, that will not work on this server. Well, where where, where he's coming with this, where he's coming from, and and this isn't coming from a place of like, oh, you should do this, and, you know, 
this sounds so easy. We literally did this not what maybe six months ago, not even. Um, we had a lot of these, you know, and there was a lot of rules and you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't hit this, you can't hit that. And we did open the discussion. And part of that was due to ha 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 this podcast. Um, we were discussing it and things like that. But <clears throat> so we've we've been there where we we've we've jettisoned, so to speak, some of these rules. And it was for us, it was I mean, it was definitely kind of an uphill battle at first, but very quickly people are like, oh, hell yeah, I'm sick of this. And now it's become the norm um, in in a relatively short amount of time. So that's where Handy's coming from. I get it. We uh, trust us. We we get it. The thing is, is you've got. Let's say DT brings something up. Future or sin. Half the time is like if, if certain alliance brings something up, they're immediately against it. Just on principle. I do understand that. That's why you've got to, I don't know, befriend or, um, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know about your server, but I, I would say that every single person in my alliance has good friends in every single other alliance. So when you look at the leadership, the Commodores and Admirals, of the top 25 alliances, all the Commodores and my alliance, we all have friends in these different alliances. They may be different people. They may be the same people, but the people that really are the leaders of the alliance, we're all friends with each other. We all have great working relationships. So when we all agree on something, we all chime in and we all talk about it. And then that way the whole server realizes that their own leadership feels the same way. So they can't just dismiss, dismiss it out of hand. They can't just say, well, blah, blah is just a bunch of jerks. We hate them. So we're not going to listen to anything they say. They can't do that because their own leadership is saying, hey, I agree with them. Uh, you, you, you say that, but the, the, the coalitions, while there are, there are friends on both sides, the, the coalition's leadership, I think, genuinely do not like each other so it's it's and bird you chime in on that because you know me and me and bird are on opposite sides of the fence we're friends though minus the whole pineapple thing and uh the the, the leaders don't they, they they don't get along at all so it's kind of the, the server's more or less split in half in my opinion so you can always that, come on here and and air out you know all the grievances you have here with neutral parties so that everybody can uh, understand, I guess, and multiple other servers can chime in and say what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong, or you know, provide suggestions. But I will yeah. say this about Latin Monday, though. Um, through a happy accident, I'm so glad Scopely really screwed up the mining rates for the divorce because on our server, it made mining Latinum on Monday so much easier because then you just mine what you need and leave, and you don't need to leave any kind of ship. To protect your node, because now, because now, any any ship other than a a, a Devore on a Lat node will just probably get blown up by somebody. I, I quite honestly, I don't even bother with mining Latinum on Mondays. I'm on my Lat for the week yesterday. I'll just hop on uh, G nodes in in territory and scoop that up, and then be done with it. Because it's just one of the worst events out there. Or, or I mean, it's, it, you've got the Devores. They're protected 
uh, levels, you put the ring in there, and uh, hell, I I can't go OTL. So I'd go in, mine, just zero out that node, go back, drop it off, go back again. I'm done with my mining. I I don't sit. There. I'm not going to mine all day just to place in an event. Especially with crappy rewards. If the rewards were good, I could understand it. But otherwise, no. Yeah, I mind my SLB and that's it. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Lexi, go ahead. Do you want to say something? Oh, I was just saying it was super easy to go and get Latinum, but Bird just explained exactly what I do all the time. Because there's open nodes every time I go and look. And once again, you, you got about 5% of the people that think you know, 5% of the people on the server that think it's such a great event. And once again, they're going to yell the loudest when they feel wronged. But would that seem interesting to anybody to just grab a bunch of people and come on here and then talk about various things that you could improve on your server? Based off of what goes on in Diplo, I think the voice chat might explode. I would I would see if you can get any of those outspoken people for more rules, more laws. See if you can get them on here. You know, yeah, it's it's not that they go they go out looking to make rules. We started with a pretty basic framework, and I used to be far more involved in Diplo than I am now. Now I just kind of sit back and watch the dumpster fire happen. But they used to be very used to be very basic, and every additional rule we made was because of some shithead that decided to go, well, it doesn't specifically say this, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. I mean, we got the Joker rule, we got the Cheers Boy rule, we got, I mean, we got rules for every idiot that looks for a loophole. We got the bubble rule that looks for a loophole. So we've had to, like, you know, clarify rules that, quite honestly, uh, you know, didn't require clarification, because if you looked at it with an, with an ounce of common sense, you could figure out exactly what the intent was. But because we're on the Law and Order server, it didn't specifically say this, so now we got to do that, and it's just that's why it's ballooned out of control. But uh, and we've had we've point. had the same problems here. That's what I'm trying to tell you, the exact same problems. the The only difference here is, I think, oh God, what's that saying about you know the good people doing nothing? What's that the only thing it takes for evil to triumph is good men to do nothing. There you go. So I know it's very frustrating and it's it's very easy for the good people of the server to just sit back and watch the dumpster fire. Um, <clears throat> it, it gets very old very fast and very frustrating to listen to these people, you know, talk their circular logic. But you got to stay in the conversation. Otherwise, everybody thinks... That's the only voice that's out there. And that's why you think everybody on the server feels this way is because the only people that have the opportunity to talk are the ones lighting the dumpster fire. Well, so what I'll say to that is, as I said earlier, we did have some issues. um, But the reason where we found where the, the fundamental flaw was is that we were trying to make sure that everyone was included and then we finally realized that, well, if eight out of 10 people say this and two out of 10 say this, well, sorry, two out of 10, we don't really care because the majority rules. And so that's what it came to. And we just got to the point where 
certain people who just didn't want to play ball or, or, or even offer up decent suggestions. They just wanted to say no and cross their arms. We just didn't care about their play style and we just dropped them and we don't care. And those people, they'll still kick and scream, but let's face it, the vast majority of those people don't really have enough power to fight their way out of a wet paper bag. So in the grand scheme of things, like for example, at 41, none of them can touch me and I can't touch them. So we don't even play the same game. You know, we're in a completely different league, almost a different sport. And I think that's what happened was, was every once we realized that pretty much the vast majority, I would say 75 to 80% of the people were on board. Um, the other people, we just kind of said, hey, you know, you're not really willing to even discuss this. You're just kicking and screaming. So we don't really care what you have to say. And I mean, some of these people were even ejected from our diplomacy server uh, just because they weren't willing to offer suggestions. They weren't willing to talk about it. They just they just wanted to, to, to keep the status quo. So that's 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 I think where you're coming from. And, you know, of course, it seems like this is obviously like some big attack on server 12. And it's not. We're just I, I think what we're trying to do is drive the point home that we've been in almost that exact position and that's what we did to get past it. It just required basically disregarding a lot of people's opinions because they weren't contributing anything that was, that was necessary to further the conversation. And so just, just to kind of drive that point home, it's not that I'm saying like, all you guys are stupid. It's just that we have been there and this is what we did. Well, I mean, I know bird is stupid personally, but I mean, that's a different topic. Oh, bite me. Actually, one of the one of the biggest things we did recently was the you know a couple of alliances got together and said, "All right, no more overprotected cargo in deep space." So it's all fair game now because that was it wasn't an ROE; it was just an agreement between the top guys saying, "Hey, don't don't we'll, take our ship." Ex- we'll ex- oh, never. Oh, will no, no, never no, happen. No. Will never happen. Will never. We had we had something like that. It was the warp forty agreement. And it was people at the time, it was way back when Warp 40 was a big deal. And it was everyone could mine Warp 40, you go OTL, nobody touches anybody else. Unless more and more people got to Warp 40, it was basically you could opt into the agreement or not. So me, for example, I like OTL. I'm a pirate. So I decided I'm not going to opt into the agreement. I don't care about Warp 40 mining. And I was subsequently... Uh, put on naughty lists for hitting people uh, OTL and Warp 40 and eventually Warp 40 blows blew up, which I'd like to think I was a good part of that. Yeah, Warp 40 blew up, but I mean it also, I mean, Warp 40 in itself, it ended up causing a, that was a, another partial reason why uh, it ended up causing a war. At least uh, with me bored uh, zero was it P three at the time? T I I. Yeah. What What I want to say is that uh, for us, it was like okay, there's a switchover that happens, and so as soon as the switchover happened, regardless of whether you agreed to it or you voted against it, all of a sudden. There's no more o- o- OPL in uh, in deep space anymore because whoever whoever can reach it will find you, and so the server changed because a few people are like, no, this is stupid. Now you have the disco, you can summon a regular ship instead of using your G4 dumb miner, and you know play like it's normally played. So what I'm again to what Kirk was saying is that it just takes a few individuals to see kind of the logic in that. Something shouldn't really be a rule 
it, everybody knows their intent. You're just being a dick trying to get around it. it yeah, but going back to you got great for you guys on your deep space uh, agreement. Warp 40 has soured anybody from even coming, even trying to any kind of gentleman's agreement like that. And that's probably a good thing. If if you don't have any gentleman's agreements, then at least you don't have anything to worry about. I mean, if if overprotected limit is overprotected limit, then you got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Everybody understands that if you're overprotected and you get hit, there's nothing to bitch about, right? Oh, they no, trust me, they'll still find something to bitch about. Yeah, you, you hit their minor, uh, they're going to bitch. I had, one this, I had one this morning while I was uh, relieving people of their cargo uh, in my daily uh, runs. I had somebody, uh, I took 200K G3 ISO from somebody uh, over three miners, and uh, he had the nerve to blow up my PMs, uh, wondering, do you even have territory? Why aren't you doing crucible of shit? Why aren't you doing this? Oh, you're so insignificant. Why do I bother? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, our server is not your server. And I'm glad you guys got out of the hole, but there are just too many sticks in the mud, too many Johnny Cochran juniors. It's just, it's, it's not going to happen. You'd be surprised. A lot of these people that may even argue some of these points may actually agree with you that it's ridiculous. But until they're talked to, until they're given the sound logic to chew on, they may not ever come to your side because nobody's ever taken the time to actually try and talk to them. But, of course, there has to be some kind of mutual respect there first. Otherwise, like you said earlier, they're just going to dismiss it out of hand and not give you the time of day. Personally, I'd rather waggle the old eggy at them and take their cargo than have any kind of conversation. But I'm more of a chaotic neutral, so there you go. It's, it's, there's too much fundamental differences within, uh, especially the top power alliance. Um, it's just some of the alliances like Future Future was an offshoot of D and um Sin was was born out was born out of the whole Joker deal. So and and the thing is is especially on Sin's side, I get along with I get along with a few more than a few people over the future side, but the sin side, SYN, by the way, uh, they are, um, those guys have always been the, basically the server douches. I mean, they're, I don't have any other words to describe them. Right now. Weren't they, they, they were, they used to be Spork, right? I'm having a hard time keeping track. Yes, yeah, Spork. Yeah, th- those are the guys that, declared war on me when I went slow minor hitting and then I said well that's nice I'm going to hit you back and I basically KOS them as much as they KOS me and they totally their line's name was SQPR so we every, the whole server made fun of and uh, just started calling them sport like you know from the Taco Bell sport. Um, and boy did they hate 
So on that note, what was the last major war on your server? Who was it between? How was it started? And how was it resolved? The Joker thing, I think. Major uh, war. I wouldn't. I Joker wouldn't thing. say the Joker thing. I can't even remember the last dust up between, you know, two alliances, not just little one man happy horse shit. Um, it had to be like maybe like future DT or something. A uh, future DT board sport. That was a, I guess, the last major one right before the Joker thing. How did it start? What was the cause? Was it a dry hit? Well, at the time, Borg was five alliances strong. Uh, I was fleet admiral. DT didn't have an RO, an ROE, or didn't follow the galactic ROE, so to speak. So they were future and sport had an issue with them. So um, they asked to join us, which made it six alliances strong. And then um, we just basically, you know, we, we put DT on the ROE, on our ROE at the time, and it just, uh, something happened. Somewhere or another, something happened. And they had an issue with a player, and we told them, you know, hey, prove it. And it just, it, it fell apart so fast. They, they declared, well, I don't remember exactly what the, the circumstances were. But it, it blew I up. I say it was something it was... to do with days, Bird. I can't remember what exactly either, but it was one of their bigger players. Yeah, days was involved. I know days for a fact was involved. But I did, but there was some other underlying things that went on as well. It wasn't just days. Jansen, well, welcome back. Do you do you remember what the last big war on your server was, and uh, and why it started, and uh, how it got resolved? I mean, the last big war. Oh God, I think it's been a while. I don't think we've had like a server war in a long time. I think the last incident we had was Sniff going on his DK spree and. Bouncing around to different alliances to get particles, and other teams were like, you know, if he's going to go into your alliance for particles, that defeats the purpose of that um, that whole conflict. And so they were getting pulled into it. But I mean, I, I keep on hearing Daze's name in a lot of these, and I I rarely talk to Daze. I I talk to Daze off and on, especially if I want to ask him some upper level questions but like today's day's defense i really think he's backed away a lot and has allowed their diplo team to handle like kevgen and and bundy um and in prague to really handle a lot of those situations but you're gonna hear his name because i think on any server it's typically the one or two power players. They their names are always pulled into it, for whatever reason. Uh, 
Well, he's not responsible for everything, but I mean, so there's been quite a few instances where it's basically, you know, he's the 800 pound gorilla. So you just kind of have to argue with it. On our server, Inko That's is true. the most powerful guy. And I think he's been called everything from uh, a Chinese hacker in his mom's basement to like uh handy. What, what was Inko called again? Uh, he works for Scopely. He, um, he pays chef um, to hit his enemies. So he pays one of the main troublemakers on our server to hit other people. So he doesn't have to. Um, what else has he done? He's, uh, this is all bullshit, by the way. <laughs> he, what else? Yeah, well, he's a Chinese hacker and his mom living in his mom's basement. Um, oh, there's a few others I'm trying to remember. I don't know. There's a bunch of ridiculous stuff has come out. You know, but really. he, but he's never really. Oh, he's been called a bully, right? Because he's he's basically. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. But to be fair, to be fair, Inko uh, is definitely an ass. You know, he's he's totally an ass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you'll you'll ask anybody in our alliance, and they'll they'll all say, yeah, you know, Inko's kind of can be kind of an ass sometimes, but he's our asshole. You know what I mean? He, um, he's a really good dude, uh, but he doesn't suffer fools. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not a diplomat. He, he, his patience runs out very quickly. And since he's by far, by a large margin, the most powerful person on this server, I mean, in game, there's really nothing anybody can do. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but he doesn't, I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go around hitting I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I like this guy. He sounds like me with a black Amex. Exactly. Like he 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 just plays his own game and he pretty much minds his own business. He doesn't really fuck with anybody ever unless somebody comes at him. I mean, you come at him, uh, you know, fuck around, find out, and you're not gonna like the result. But for the most part, well, he, very peaceful. He does a, he does occasionally blow up your base with a tribune every once in a while. Yeah, his favorite thing to do is he'll go around and he'll just crack every single base in your alliance and just one-shot everybody because he can. You know what I mean? He's got like a 28 mil or 30-something mil Tribune, I mean, that does like nine shots around. It just pretty much blows everything up. Don't forget to factor in the ability that's you know if, if if he sets your ship on fire with each level each gun has an additional chance to fire another shot so you know you're getting up to like 28 shots around or something exorbitant i thought yeah it can get pretty ridiculous his ability was just that it, it fires an extra shot per gun and it, it fires an extra shot every two tiers i believe but getting back to um to server 12 here, I mean, we have the opposite of days, which is Death's Apprentice, and um, the... Can't stand that guy. 
<laughs> I mean, here, here's the thing that really bothered me because at the time I was on the coalition and I was call calling him out for this where I could in the, uh, the peanut gallery <laughs> of the Diplo server was he was going around to the other coalition and, um, blowing up their zero known miners in their territory space, knowing full well that was against the established rules. And he feigned ignorance of just doing this stupidity. So, I mean, here's the thing is like, if we're going to apply this to days, I mean, let's, let's apply it to the, the true, you know, ass hattery. And the thing that was hilarious to me was I could just see his, his leadership and all of his Commodores just like rolling over, be like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, and, no. And I'm telling and, you, Gucci and men's were laughing their ass off. And, and that's just, I mean, the, the kind of stuff that goes on. And I think a lot of it has to do with, the rules that are in place because the people who have spent a lot really don't have the license to go around and killing a lot of people because people's bubble management is pretty good on the server. Um, but I mean, that's just, you know, one of the, these issues and a really big shout out to every team's Diplo team, like bird and Lexi, they have to deal with all of this stuff happening and they don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> they have to take other people's problems into this room and try to iron it out and not throw their teammates under the bus, which I think is a very unique skill to have. I can tell you from experience, it is, it is very difficult at times, but you know, it's doable. Just speak your mind. And sometimes you just got to back your people, even when they're wrong, which sucks, but that's just what it is, you know. You got to take care of your own. I just had to do that because we were in a territory fight uh, last night, in fact. And uh, one of my guys went in the other, uh, a non-territory, I mean, uh, it was in the territory system, but not the one that was up for, uh, up for grab. And he went in clearing miners and everything instead of, instead of hitting bases. Well, we he was just doing what others, some of the other coalitions players were had done before, and I pointed that out. But I didn't. I said, "Look, I'll I'll fix it, but just be aware that this is happening on the other side as well." So I got a question for, uh, on that note. Do you guys still have territory battle? We had one last night. The reason I ask is because I think on our server we're we're all kind of set in in the, in our territories, or at least the top major alliances. And then the other guys, they're now doing a reshuffle, um, just to get different particles. But we haven't. Uh, maybe maybe except for one recently, we we don't really have any more territory battles, uh, simply because I think it's a credit to everybody on our server who's kind of like, all right. We agree to you know stay out of our each other's uh, corners, and then it, you we can rotate players for particles, and you know you guys can rotate territories. And so I think for the most part we've kind of set schedules for when people are going to rotate for what. 
Well, we actually just had a major upset because that was the status quo for a while. But then DM GM took advantage of ZRO, who couldn't really corral their players for defense whatsoever. And they had about five territories and really good territories. And um and they just wiped them out. It's just simply because their players were so disengaged from territories that they're like, I'm not going to send my ships to get blown up. Um, you know, they were mining, they were do like other things. We even saw people like warping out of the system to go to mining nodes outside of territory space while these battles were going on. And their, their allies were like trying to put up so much of a fight for them and they were just so completely disengaged. And so I think that's another thing a lot of people are feeling too, is that constant tiresome of unending struggle over territories. I mean, is there pretty much attacks going on every time there's a takeover? No, no. Uh, short of last night, our DMJM, uh, ours was the last one that was a major, well, you had Axe and NGO, but they only have one territory. Uh, ours was the major offensive. I mean, we took all five of their territories. Not... That's pretty impressive. <laughs> or you just you just took all their territories, like over the course of like a few days. Well, uh, we spread it out a little bit, but yeah, basically. And how many territories did you have when you started? At the time, none. We'd gotten kicked out of our last one. Love you, bird. Oh, so that's that's interesting. So, You're still a communist. You had literally lost all your territories and just moved to another part of the map and just took somebody else's, basically. Pretty much. Well, good on you. Awesome. I mean, but but at the time, well, at the time though, when we got kicked out of our last one, we started looking internally as to okay, what's going on here. And that's where we uh, started uh, talking to a couple other alliances who had some players, some active players. Uh, and we just started, uh, we took out of two different players that, I mean, alliances that just, they had some good players, but didn't have a whole lot of activity in there. So we started shuffling around and getting the active players in. And uh, that's basically how how we fixed on our end so that way we could go back and get territories and be able to maintain and keep them. Right. You got to get rid of the people that aren't playing ball. You got to get rid of the people that are just inactive and you have, have to have a very cohesive unit and organize in order to be successful in territory capture. Yeah. We had the same thing on our server where SNA was checked out. And all the all the players were leaving for other alliances, so they lost all their territories. Exactly. Well, yeah. that that's kind of basically what happened to ZRO. They just, especially after they lost territories. Now a lot of their players are pissed off and saying, "We could have never taken uh, taken it without help." I mean, you're sitting here accusing us of. 
taking your territories with help when you had help to defend your territories. And you it would have been up. so much worse if we weren't there, the rest of us. It would have been a blowout. The fact is, it doesn't matter how much help you have. Um, if you have more active players with more ships in a territory, you're going to win, regardless of power level. It's just if you can if you can keep your ships alive and you got more of them in the system, you're gonna win. We had yeah, it's a, a numbers game. Number one and two alliance was trying to take something from the number three alliance. Actually, I think most maybe number four alliance now, but we were throwing everything we had at it, and they were still able to hold on to it and hold on to it. And eventually, what happened was they just kind of they just kind of got bankrupted. And they're smaller players that don't spend money. Um, you know that's how you do it. The people that don't spend money. You just keep grinding them down, and eventually they run out of speed-ups. They run out of latinum. They can't fight anymore. We we and, also, one thing we did to get the territories we wanted was we went after the allies. So it's probably not a very nice thing, and we know that, but we started going to each active territory capture of all their allies and started blowing up all their ships, even though we weren't actually trying to take the territory. So I will... I will also reveal this. This is a strategy that myself and Red started using initially, and then we started using it, and it really upset people. When you warp <clears throat> out of your base, your ship is free to engage for about four seconds. So what we would do is I would park all my big ships right in the cluster, and every time someone tried to warp out a ship, I would blow it up before it could warp. And what we did is we got enough people to do that, and we basically just spawn camped them. So, you know, I don't know if you guys are doing that yet, but uh, you should. I've done that before. you got to get the timing perfect, but it's, uh, it's doable. I helped, a, I helped out on one of those occasions. It was because uh, they were trying to warp out their Rialtas and their Orion Corvettes and stuff. And so I just sit there and just blow them up as they come out. Yeah, on our server, the the thing with territory captures the people that don't have big ships, they use small, fast ships, and they fly around the system as fast as they can. If they get blown, it doesn't cost them anything. All they got to do is warp back in. But uh, it, it was it was semi effective. The problem is, is when you have enough people in there and just blowing them up one after the other, um, they just can't bring them in fast enough. You know. So if you have a lot of support from your allies... And the lag. Yeah, the lag. Oh, my God. The lag was awful. Did you guys experience that on your server? Tons of lags during TC? All the time, whenever there's a big battle. Yeah, it got to the point on our server where you literally couldn't target anybody. So it became a rush to see who could get the most ships in there because nobody could target anybody. So it just became this flood of ships and it became whoever had the most ships in the system. Regardless if you had the ability to blow them all up or not, you couldn't couldn't target them because you'd target a ship and it would be actually halfway across the system and then you're not going to catch up. You know? Does anyone so, know of any servers hey, where, they, where they enacted rules where the only participants were people that were actively trying to take it, like you couldn't have allies in there? I've heard there were a couple of servers that did that. Uh, I know ours tried to. Guys, uh, I'm sorry. I've, I've got to get off here. I just wanted to let you know. I appreciate you having me on.
Thanks for coming, Bert. I appreciate I appreciate it. Right. You Communist. guys have a good one. Pineapple lover. <laughs> have a good um, one. All right. Thanks, Bird. Um, I have. Uh, you guys have any more questions for for our fabulous server twelve book? Not that I can think of at the moment. Nah. You, got, you guys want to uh, promote your server a little bit? Talk about how awesome it is. Except, except for except for Private Riker, he's like, "I'm a pirate. I'm gonna I'm gonna get everything." I takes the booty because I likes the booty, both cargo and otherwise. Jansen, are you even playing the game anymore? <laughs> I've I've gone inactive. I really want to see the mess that TNG is going to be. So I'm like bubbling. I, I keep on going in and, and I buy a, a seven day bubble and I'm like good to go. Um, I just really want to see because I'm not the kind of a player that can just play a game and do it for free. <laughs> I like to have fancy stuff. And right now it's, Scopely as a company is just. In... God, you sound like Handy. Scopely is evil, 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 evil. I hate them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm kind of with Jansen on this one. You know, I was buying the, the battle pass every month, and it was okay. But this last arc has been an absolute polished turd. I mean, it's not even this past arc. TOS, the pinnacle of Star Trek should have been the utmost awesome arc ever. Kirk, Spock, McCoy, all the originals, everyone. How could they do that to them? <laughs> it was a huge letdown, I have to agree with you. It was <laughs> awful. I'm so fearful what they're going to do to Picard. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they already mixed TOS with, with Borg, so I guess they'll they'll mix... TNG with uh, I, I don't know the Kazon. Can we can we just admit for a second though that the Franklin A's rewards from the new Swarm Minerals are actually pretty damn good. That is true. That's that's the only plus I can see though. I refuse to admit that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, nothing they do is good. It's all awful. My man's so my man's so against them. He's like, but Scopely fed starving children. Fuck the starving children. That's that's kind of like what some people are like against Scopely because it's just. Uh, I don't know if you if you pay attention much to DJs anymore, but he's turning into Rev Deuce. He's he's just pissed off with them. I mean, how can you honestly? honestly not be at, at this point. And I really feel for Scopely's content creators because they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I really like DJ's podcast. I think he does an amazing job at it. And his, the voice for the community he does, I think is, is very great considering that he's between a rock and a hard place. Um, but I mean, if any content creator is currently you know, saying anything positive about what has been coming out, you know, I'm going to call him a shill. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, let, let's let's be honest. This has been... You cut out there at the end. 
Scopely just needs to do a massive course correction with what they're doing. That's just the reality of the situation. Oh, I smell I smell a Jansen video coming on. Come on, Jansen. That sounds like a video don't topic. You, but don't you think it has to do with a lot of the fact that Scopely has basically backed themselves into a wall with this basic guarantee that you're going to get a new arc every month? No, absolutely not. Because there are games, like I play World of, World of Tanks Blitz. They, do, they don't have the stories, they don't have the quests, but they have a new arc every month. Uh, the Battle Pass, and it's five bucks, and you get two tanks, and a bunch of missions, and it's great. In, ga- in mobile gaming generally, that monthly update, that monthly content is consistent across all mobile games. Now, there might be some really minor mobile games that don't do that, but especially if they're doing heavy spending, that monthly content, they really need to get those spenders spending every month. And so I don't think Scopely has put themselves into a corner. My research on Scopely has pointed to the fact that they just drive a game into the ground, which is odd considering they are trying to get this to console. And I'm really curious which is why I'm re- I'm still paying attention, is I'm really curious how they're going to do that considering from the stats they've been releasing, I've been, I've been tracking, they've been losing tens of thousands of players every arc because that activity that they keep saying, like in the Worm Armadas, I figured out the Worm Armadas was based on about 70,000 active players, but the Disco content... 100,000 players built discoveries. So based on on those few stats that we're actually getting, I'm seeing a trend and decline of active players on the game itself. So I really don't know what their plan is here. I know with The Walking Dead, they drove that into the ground. Looney Tunes, they're driving into the ground. All these other games that they're doing, they're just trying to max monetization as fast as possible, buy another title, do the same thing. So I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen. Oh, Jansen, when did you become so jaded? Where's Where's the plucky, bright-eyed Jansen that we all know and love? <laughs> catch, catch me on Star Trek Legends or Star Trek Online. Legends Legends has completely lost me. Dude, I love Legends. It's super It's super buggy right now, but it's getting better. It's getting better, yeah. They just need new content. Well, the thing is with uh, another Star Trek game, Timelines, Every three days, it's new content, and every thirty days, it's a new, uh, you know, battle pass. They've had the battle pass before Scopely did for Star Trek, but their their game is going strong. They've added like new particles because I think their player base is expanding. Yeah, as soon as you could get two Vix, I was out. Well, now correct. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. Um... From what it looks like, it looks like um, Legends is basically the exact same people as Timelines. It's Tilting Point and that crew, isn't it? It is Tilting Point. If you play it, the the only real big differences that I see are the the PvP battles. It's just turn-based, like RPG style. It's basically the Marvel Contest of Champions with with a Star Trek skin on it. It's not Contest of Champions. It's Marvel Strike Force. Uh, Contest of Champions isn't isn't turn based, um, 
but yeah, it's very similar to a couple of different games I play where it's turn-based combat. And I think it has great potential. What I love is I don't have to spend a dime on it other than the monthly subscription of $4.99 for the arcade. Um, but when we speak with the developer, they are very forthcoming. They're like, you know, sorry, we don't have an update yet. We're working on it. Here's what's coming up. We've asked them for things. They're listening to us. It's a completely night and day relationship with that developer and i'm going to go back to timelines look at timelines it might not be a great game but they're putting out new content that yes there is spending but it's not as atrocious as star trek fleet command there um so i have hope for that game but you know <laughs> we'll see what happens with uh, fleet command here i just i don't see fleet command lasting forever i think it'll just the player decline will keep increasing as they keep driving that nail into the coffin with each arc they they release i just i don't see this game lasting forever well they're focusing on monetization as opposed to gameplay whereas other games are focused on gameplay and then you can buy stuff into it Right. They they need to switch they need to switch it up. They they are too heavy into the monetizing and it's turning a lot of people away. Here here's the thing. If you do monetization monetization correct, you can have an incredibly profitable game. Look at Jensen Impact. Jensen Impact was such an amazing game developed and the monetization is in there. It's making I wanna say two hundred million, I think the last I saw for every quarter or maybe it was every month. And now they released it for PlayStation 4 on platform because it truly should be a platform game. It's just impeccable development on that game. Um, but you can do it really well and build up your player base so that they follow you over onto a console. But if you do this type of monetization with crap content, you're, you're going to lose those players, which we're currently seeing right now happening. I think what, what perfectly en encapsulates the scopely way of doing things is in the TOS arc, the, during the missions, did anybody have the pictures when you're doing the missions? All we had was the little loading screen for all the TOS characters. They didn't bother fixing it until after the fact. Am I the only one that just keeps auto-clicking the screen just so I can hurry up and get the rewards and get it over with? Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't everything. do it at all. Actually, I agree with you. I haven't done any of the missions. I skipped it on this last arc. I did the missions, but I, I'm not paying attention to any of the, uh, you know, any any of the writing or anything. I'm just like click, click, click. Give me the next thing to blow up. Give me the next place to go. Give me the next, you know, thing to donate. Because all their missions have the same flavor. It's go somewhere and kill the, you know, go kill this. Go donate this. Travel here. Return to base. That's every single mission. Every single arc, that's what they do. They have no different missions. I love, I love how they put in the return to base to make the missions take longer. Yeah, which if you're smart, you just keep one ship in base and out, in, done, move on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most people play it like that. Yeah, every time there's a mission arc, I'll leave one ship at home, I'll send the disco bouncing around, and I'll park my auger or my Enterprise somewhere around level 3940 zone, so that way when they say, kill 10 whatevers, it's guaranteed to be there, and then I just kill 10 whatevers. 
I can't remember, but in the last mission chain, there was a there was a thing where you, where I'm I'm not a 38 or 39, so and it said go to level 42 space or something like that, and then the next day it was done for me by Scopely in their update, and I'm just like, oh okay, I guess I can yeah. finish the mission. Now. Yeah, that was it. It sent you into dark space for something, and everyone was like, well, just archive it. You'll get to it eventually, and I think they realized that you know a good majority of their people are not dark space ready. So they were just people and seeing an unfinished mission during an arc is just kind of shitty. Well, I still got one of those left with the, you know, that side mission. I, I like to call it the whale side mission where you got to kill like five to, to 7 million ships. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. That one, that one's still sitting in there, but then they, they, it just speaks to the problem that Scopely has is that, they're not, they're not, like Jansen said, they just want to monetize everything. So they just constantly push the bar higher, 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 but they don't realize that people, if you want to do like a, like a, like a mission, like the missions that we all had during, during non-arcs, you want to have that up out of the way because you want to push people to move. That's fine. But during an arc, people should be able to finish those missions. So if you, by, by putting, you know, the last target, a 5 million ship, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to, especially on our server, a lot of people aren't going to be able to complete that. And they're just going to stare at that mission and, and stew. So it's, it's funny. We've, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about our differences in servers and ROEs and care bears and law and order, but we can all come to an agreement where we can be like, fuck you, Scopely. Yeah. So that, I think that is the one topic that most everybody could get around is that Scopely is, just a bunch of douche nozzles and that's one of my biggest um that's one of my biggest sayings like hey you know let's figure this out let's get along because honestly fuck scopely you know what i mean i think that's something we can all get up get behind and i think that's a main reason a lot of people should come to the table and talk and work out the differences because the the more conflict we have with our fellow players, um, the more Scopely wins. And that's just fact. Yeah, see, on our server, it's, well, fuck Scopely, and then two seconds later, we stare at each other and go, eh, yeah, fuck you too. And <laughs> that sucks, because... <laughs> it's like, fuck sucks. Scopely, but you are a close second, so sit on an iron fence post and rotate. Or for, or for that matter, people are just, you know, their fellow players are what's in front of them, so that's what they're going to focus on. But, but really, they should, be, they should be just playing their game and realizing that we're all players in this together and our common enemy is Scopely. So if there's anything we can do in the game to make each other's lives easier and not have to spend money, because we're in some conflict and can't get something done and you got to spend money just to get through it. I mean, that sucks. So I would encourage people to, you know, come to the table, talk to each other and don't let Scopely win. You yeah, well, I'm, I'm giving Scopely the middle finger by not spending a freaking dime for the last 60 days. And I just want to make a really good point here that some people might not be aware if you are playing content that on Star Trek Fleet Command that you don't like, you're just doing it for the measly droppings of rewards, you are telling Scopely that's an amazing event. Keep doing more of that. 
if you don't play that event purposely to send a message to Scopely, they are looking at player adaptation rates for their events and adjusting events based on how many players engage in those. The problem is so many players are trying to get the scraps that they're willing to deal with the crap content. And I honestly believe that is one of the biggest problems that I've been trying to get out to players. <laughs> and they keep playing these, these events. But if you stop playing the event, Scopely will stop and will actually listen to you. I know that for a fact. You, you know you know what? There is one force that is greater than the fuck Scopely. And that is Riker's OCD. <laughs> And, you know, I understand that a lot of the people are still doing it because they would rather get the table scraps than nothing at all. So they're doing the events anyways. But a lot of these, like, leaderboards and whatnot, like, I've tried talking to my fellow players and I'm like, hey, let's just decide who among us we want to win this one. Like, why? Like, we literally have people that each player in the top ten on some of these leaderboards for like ship skins will will drop $500 on the freaking event or maybe even more just to try and win. And we're basically just telling Scopely we want more of that. Hey Scopely, we want to overpay for this fucking garbage content. Please give us more. And like nobody gets it. I won the Vidar skin and I didn't spend a cent. Well, I wish our server was like that because it is not. Everybody spent a bunch of money and we had our our local whales just telling Scopely, yay, you did a great job. Yeah, I didn't participate in any of that because, well, fuck them. It's my level. It's not the server. Right, because they're all level blocked, so you yeah, don't have a whole lot of competition. Right, so she didn't have a ton of competition in her bracket, so therefore, ergo, she won. Lexi is the best little fish. Let's see, I'm level 49, so of course I get grouped in the 42 to 49 bracket, and we're all a bunch of tryhards. We just can't help ourselves. All right, gang, anything uh, anything more? Server 12, you want to last thoughts or all yours? Uh, I, I would just like to close uh, with this final thought. <clears throat> uh, fuck Scopely, thank you. I'm shocked you didn't say pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Well, I mean, I think we covered that topic, Lexi. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, the offer still stands, guys. If if you want to um, try to loosen up your rules a little bit, feel free to invite um, all your leadership on here. And we can have a nice little powwow and talk about pineapples and how much Riker loves them. God damn it. I hate you all. All right, guys. I I appreciate you guys being here. Lexi, Jansen, Riker, Bird. Um, And uh, I hope you you take me up on the offer. All right, guys. This has been Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm TechMan16. And I like pineapple. Praise be to the giant eggy. And I hate pineapple. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next time.